Welcome to the Vicar Podcast, the podcast where legal insights meet the art of planning your legacy. I'm Lydia Vicar, Director of Vicar Law. Join me each episode as we unravel the complexities, share valuable tips, and empower you to navigate the path of estate planning and succession law in Queensland. We will hear from experts in the field and every now and then take a dive down an uncharted road. Let's embark on this journey together to ensure your future is safeguarded. This is the Vicar Podcast, where your peace of mind begins. Hi, and welcome back to the Vicar Podcast. I am Lydia Vicar, your host, Director of Vicar Law. Today, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and talk about enduring powers of attorney in Queensland and why you need one. So enduring powers of attorney in Queensland, it is a form that you can get online through the Department of Justice and Attorney General. It is a document whereby you are alive. So you're not dead, you are alive, and it kicks in at certain circumstances. So today I'm going to talk about enduring powers of attorney that we prepare at Vicar Law and how we uh, work them for our clients. So at Vicar Law, enduring powers of attorney are for usually health, which includes personal, uh, sorry, it's actually personal, which includes health decisions and financial decisions. You can have an enduring power of attorney that covers both of those decisions, and that's probably the majority of the enduring powers of attorney that we do at Vicar Law. Or you can do a document whereby someone different makes your personal decisions and someone different makes your financial decisions. It's completely up to you. I find that some people know, you know, one of their children will be better off at making those personal decisions, whereas another one might be better off making the financial decisions. And it just really depends on your attorneys. So attorneys uh, in your enduring power of attorney, uh, you can appoint usually not more than four. They need to be over 18 years and they can't be a current caregiver. So in a couple scenario, usually couples will appoint each other and then they'll appoint their children, if they're adults, as their second, third or fourth attorneys jointly. And if the first attorney is unavailable, then you kick on to the next attorneys. Uh, Where people aren't in a relationship, they can have their adult children or they can have their siblings, friends, anyone really, that they trust to make those personal decisions for them and the financial decisions for them. The attorney's role is, you know, in accordance with the Power of Attorney Act 1988 in Queensland. There's many obligations and duties under those. The main one that I wanted to point out today is that the decisions have to be for the benefit of the principal, okay? Um, It's really important There are mechanisms under the Power of Attorney Act in terms of clawing back where decisions haven't been made in the best interests of the principal or where an attorney has entered into conflict of interest transactions. So there are definitely mechanisms under there and protections, and I know a lot of people ask me about those as well. So the enduring powers of attorney we prepare at Vicar Law kicks in when you become incapacitated. So that means that a medical practitioner is deemed you to be incapable of making your own decisions. And that is clearly defined in our enduring powers of attorney. What is super interesting in Queensland is that you can appoint attorney when you become incapacitated, but to get your decision-making power back, you actually have to apply 
to QCAT, so that's the Queensland Civil Administrative Tribunal, for a declaration of capacity. In my experience, QCAT can be a great uh, venue for some disputes, but in terms of capacity and guardianship, it's quite difficult to know what the tribunal might decide. A lot of those decisions aren't published, and so it's hard to get a guide. Okay, I have read some pretty poor decisions, and I've heard anecdotally from other practitioners and clients about some poor decisions in terms of capacity in QCAT. So to circumvent that and to avoid my clients having to go through the QCAT system when they regain their capacity, all my enduring powers of attorney uh, include a reactivation clause, which says that if a medical practitioner deems that the principal is able to make their own decisions, then they get their capacity, uh, sorry, they get their decision-making powers back to them. Super, super important. I have a lot of other clauses that I include in my enduring powers of attorney, including directions where the first attorney, um, when they're a spouse, can enter into conflict transactions and access superannuation. I also allow temporary guardianship clauses as well. So that if you are in both incapacitated or perhaps, you know, your spouse is traveling and is unable to get your children, then you can appoint temporary guardians of your children as well. I find that often gives parents a little bit of extra comfort in terms of their enduring power of attorney. So all those things plus others are a really good reason why you want your lawyer to draft your enduring power of attorney and you don't want to risk doing it yourself. Another thing that you need to ensure is that when you're doing a new enduring power of attorney that you actually revoke your old enduring power of attorney and there is a form to do this, but you need to make sure that that's done properly as well. So if you think that your enduring power of attorney is a little bit old, probably needs updating, or you really haven't thought about you know, the difference between personal health decisions, financial decisions, you should definitely speak to Vicar Law about updating that so you can book a consultation with us at www.vicarlaw.com.au. We do treat enduring powers of attorney as part of your estate planning as a whole, but I often have people coming to me just wanting to do their enduring power of attorney and update them to ensure that they're correct and to ensure that they've really thought through the kinds of decisions that people will be making as their attorneys in circumstances where they become incapacitated. I want to leave you with a final tip. If you do have an enduring power of attorney, check it now, okay? I can't tell you the amount of times enduring powers of attorneys have come across my desk where the power has commenced immediately. That means that your attorney could take that document to a bank and access your finances or make health decisions for you, okay? Regardless of whether you have the capacity, they have ticked the box immediately. This has happened time and time again. I've had clients come to me and say they had no idea that it was to kick in immediately. Um, and it's quite you know, upsetting for some people as well. So my hot tip to end the podcast is definitely check your enduring power of attorney right now. Check what it says. And to check, you really need to contact me um, and get that sorted. So I hope today I've told you about enduring powers of attorney, why they're so important and how the enduring powers of attorney at Vicar Law are different. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, like, 
share, particularly share to those people that have enduring powers of attorney or don't have one and you're trying to convince them to get one um, so that we can have a great discussion about it. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us on another insightful episode of the Vicar Podcast. If you're ready to take the next step in securing your legacy, visit www.vicarlaw.com.au to book a free consultation with me, Lydia Vicar. Plus, don't forget to download our free guide to the five things you need to know about estate planning. Your future begins now, and we're here to guide you every step of the way. Until next time, I'm Lydia Vicar signing off. The Vicar podcast comprises general information and does not serve as a substitute for professional advice. Prior to making any legal decisions, individuals are advised to seek independent professional guidance and assess the suitability of this information for their own individual goals and objectives.